The Homeland Security Department's Science and Technology Directorate postponed its annual cybersecurity showcase just a few days before that event was supposed to happen. The Association of Government Accountants pushed its federal financial systems event back by three weeks and may have to push it back again until February. Those are just two examples of the spreading effect the partial government shutdown has on the federal community. Federal News Network's executive editor Jason Miller joins me now with more on this phenomenon, a little chaos for federal conferences and events. Jason, I'm seeing cancellations all over the place, and I guess this is the season when these things really get going. What is it you're seeing? You know, Tom, there's uh, the DHS and AGA are just really two examples of, of many that are out there. For instance, over at the Consumer Electronics Show, uh, the, several government speakers, including the head of the Patent and Trademark Office, the Administrator of the National Technology um, Information Administration, both dropped out of that event. I've heard of other challenges. Um, Affirm, the, the public-private sector association that really focuses on things like uh, IT, they just postponed their January event to the end of February and had to find a new venue. So as you see, Tom, there's there's all these changes that are happening. And, and in fact, Ann Eberts, the CEO of the Association for Government Accountants, which postponed their federal systems conference by three weeks, and they also may have to begin thinking about another postponement in the near future. We had about a 1,000 people signed up which, you know, our rough estimates were about 50% of those folks would be impacted by the partial shutdown. And it's not only the the participants or people that signed up, it's also our speakers. So we went down the list and I, I started with the most senior folks, um, you know, fiscal secretary, you know, Dave Liebrick was going to be one of our opening speakers. Uh, he and Irv Dennis from the CFO from HUD so, you know, I, I checked with them first, figuring, you know, get closest to the source of good information, right, by before making a decision. And they basically said that, you know, even if there, some of the speakers were identified as essential employees, so they would, you know, working during the partial shutdown, uh, speaking at an AGA educational event would not be considered, quote, unquote, essential in support of government. So even though some people may have been at work, they would not be able to participate. Ann Eberts, the CEO of the Association of Government Accountants. Now, over at the American Council for Technology and the Industry Advisory Council, or ACT-IAC, they've been pushing forward. They actually have an event next week, but had to cancel several committee meetings and similar events. Ken Allen is the executive director of ACT-IAC. The big problem we're having, we have seen no list of which agencies and which parts of agencies are actually affected. For example, we know that DOD is not affected. We know DHS is affected. Uh, within agencies like GSA, a bunch of the folks are working because they don't uh, use appropriations. But I happened to find out today the ethics officers at GSA have been furloughed. Now, I don't know if that's good or bad, but the fact is that it's, it's sporadic. It's different pockets of agencies. There is no, uh, unlike past shutdowns where it was across the board and affected everyone, this one is sort of haphazard, and we, and we can't tell who's affected until we invite them and we never hear from them again. That's Ken Allen, the executive director of ACT-IAC. Now, Allen says if a partial shutdown continues into later January, early February, ACT-IAC will have to continue continue to reassess and assess what's going to go forward with their conferences. Now, Tom, almost everyone I spoke with for the story, they're having conversations with, with the hotels and venues. They're looking at options. They're trying to reschedule. And to the credit of these hotels and venues, Tom, they are being flexible. They, they are understanding that, that the shutdowns happen and they're not adding extra costs to making changes. 
We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. And even if the shutdown ends in a week, Jason, the conference planning organizations, the associations, could they feel this beyond the reopening that could be immediate? And how are they preparing for the long-term effects? There's absolutely a long tail to the shutdown, no matter if it ends today or in a month from now. Experts say conference planning starts, you know, six months before the event begins. There's speaker invites, promotion for attendees, development of the topics and all the assorted things. Mike Schmoyer is the president of the Digital Government Institute, which holds more than a half dozen events annually around the federal IT issues in the Washington, D.C. area. Now, DJI in some ways is lucky they, they, they did not have an event in 2019 until March. But Schmoyer says he's already starting to be concerned, particularly about the impact on contractors who tend to sponsor many of these events. If doing business with the government gets more tumultuous than normal, you know, you might have the corporate offices cut back on promotional budgets, you know, for those companies trying to gain access to government. And that would hurt all organizations like Digital Government Institute and or the media, you know, the whole IT infrastructure here in Washington, if if your your major sponsors want to pull back. I, I believe, you know, there's one of the big systems integrators who are talking to uh, some of their invest, I guess it was an investor conference, and in that report said they were losing $10 million a week. Now, Tom, that's just an example of one. That's real money. That's real money. One company who says, hey, our contracts are canceled. Do we have the money to continue? And, and there is a big trickle-down effect, because whether we want to admit this or not, vendors make these education, these training sessions happen. They're very important to it, and it's very important to the government. Now, Shmoyer also says if a partial shutdown continues for another a month or more, actually his firm's big August conference, 930Gov, something I participated in, that actually also could start to feel the pinch. And let, let's be honest, Tom, when federal workers do come back, whether, again, tomorrow or in a month or whenever it is, the first party will not be getting to conferences, not be speaking events. It's going to get the work done on all the backlog that's out there. So I think organizers are also concerned about lower attendance over the long run and lower speaker participation. And Jason, in your research for this, do you have any sense of whether the shutdown is having some effect more broadly on Washington, D.C., tourism, the travel sector, beyond the stories we see about the museums and the trash? The good news is this is not peak season for tourism or conferences, right? Early January is not when everyone wants to come to D.C. And the Trump administration, obviously, they want to, they've want they said this very clearly. They want to make this as painless as possible. So keeping the Smithsonian open to the end of 2018 or during the Christmas time, during the New Year's time, they were smart about that. But I spoke with Elliot Ferguson, the president and CEO of Destination D.C., the Convention and Visitors Bureau for the Washington, D.C. area. He says the impact of the partial government shutdown hasn't been great so far in the first few weeks of 2019. If this was in March or April, which would be the peak season for cherry blossoms and, and visitation to the city, you, I can assure you it would be a different outcome. And as you referenced earlier, in 2013, that was the case. So therefore, we were looking at significant uh, downturns in business and, and concerns in regards to cancellations. Now, when you look at the long-term effect, we know that Metro is affected because if people aren't riding, then they're not getting that revenue, uh, and the system still has to run. Um, but there, there is no long-term effect associated with it. The moment the government is open again, clearly all of the aspects of our industry will rebound and see visitation simply because people are coming back into the city immediately. 
Now, again, the, the long-term tail will affect businesses. The revenues they bring in th- this week, next week, next month may be smaller, and as well as the caterers. And, and there's that trickle-down effect, if you will, Tom, of all these other businesses that depend on the conference and events circuit. Yeah, what are the secondary impacts on these associations, conference groups that are feeling because of this shutdown that right now there's no end in sight? We can call them unintended consequences. You can call them more the again, I'll go back to the trickle-down effect of the, of the closing of the partial government shutdown. But associations are not only canceling conferences, but a lot of them provide training sessions. So you heard Ken Allen from ACT-IAC talk about some of the committees and the, the award ceremonies. AGA's Eberts says her organization offers uh, more than 70 courses on-site training for agencies. And she said postponing those actually could affect AGA's bottom line, the revenue they bring in. Their end of the year comes in March. And also, I spoke with the Air Traffic Controllers Association, and they are concerned that the FAA has postponed and might cancel training classes for new controllers, and therefore they won't hire the 1,400 they were supposed to hire, and so the ongoing shortage would continue into the new year. So, And, and I think that's a great point, Tom. And, and, and one last thing about ACT-IAC, again, they have the same thing. They have the Igniting Innovation Award. They usually have about 75 uh, nominations by now. right now. They only have seven. And part of that is because the, the contractors cannot get their government customers to participate. So that's another impact. Federal News Network's executive editor, Jason Miller, thanks so much. Always a pleasure, Tom. Check out all of our shutdown coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com.